gotta tell somebody. This is the best thing I've ever seen. That. Let's talk about that. Let's you need this. Listen to this. Memorable and exciting. Well, then be less boring. I'm gonna tell everyone. Wait here. Might have remarkable, Big Daddy. Remarkable. Remarkable. Welcome to Remarkable, a podcast for B2B marketers that deconstructs the most iconic moments in film, television, pop culture, and advertising for a single purpose, to give you, the B2B marketer, the same storytelling techniques that the pros use. In each episode, you will learn techniques from Hollywood, Pixar, Marvel, and beyond, from Spielberg's hands to yours, bringing remarkable content ideas to you every single week. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. This is Remarkable. This week, we're talking about B2B marketing lessons from Verbo and how to use positioning to advertise what your competitors can't. The thing that's different about a Verbo vacation home? You always have the whole place to yourself. No stranger at the dinner table making things awkward or in another room taking up space. It's just you and your people. Meredith, what the heck is Verbo? So Verbo is a vacation rental company, and it's really similar to Airbnb. That is Meredith O'Neill, our amazing producer extraordinaire for this show and many other shows at Caspian Studios. So homeowners list their properties directly on the Verbo site, and they include anything from like regular houses, apartments, to like beach houses, mountain cabins, tree houses, villas, and boats, and lots of other really interesting places to stay. The company started in 1995 and then was later acquired by HomeAway in 2006, and then again in 2015 by Expedia Group. So it's now like a very big company. And it's actually an acronym, V-R-B-O, for Vacation Rentals by Owner. And it's Airbnb's biggest competitor. So they have over 2 million listings and vacation rentals in more than 190 countries. And their website sees close to 16 million unique visitors per month. And now that they're owned by Expedia, that's kind of amplified. And the Expedia site has over 730 million unique visitors per month. So it's getting lots of attention. But I mentioned that they're Airbnb's biggest competitor. And the big difference between the two is that Verbo only offers entire properties to rent, so you're not sharing it with the homeowner or other renters. You always have the whole place to yourself. So because of this, Verbo tends to attract larger, higher-end property rentals, and they cater to big groups of people, right? So that could be whole families or groups of friends or simply folks who are traveling with higher budgets. I remember, the first time I remember seeing a, a Verbo ad in this format, not just seeing it on, you know, somewhere else on the internet, but actually seeing the ad it was in 2020, where they really had a huge over the top, whatever, OTT push and YouTube push. And I just thought it was like, wow, they're really going for it right now. Whereas I know Airbnb scaled back a ton on their spend. And that's when I took notice and I said, well, look at these uh, rascals with their creative messaging. And then it brought us to this new campaign, which is called Only Your People. So Meredith, what the heck is the Verbo Only Your People campaign? It's a 30-second TV and YouTube spot. And it has this like very delightful, tinkling piano music playing and these like ambient 
vacation-y sounds. So you hear like birds chirping and pools splashing and laughter and crickets. So cozy. How many rooms are in there? Should we go check it out? Yeah. We get to stay yeah, here all weekend. And it's voiced by this very like gentle women's voice. And it starts off with the thing that's different about a Verbo vacation home. You always have the whole place to yourself. And for people who know Airbnb, they know that this is a jab at them as a competitor because you often are sharing the space with somebody else. Is it really a vacation home if you have to share the house with the host? (laughs) And so the whole idea is like only whole vacation homes, only your people is their motto. Yeah, it's an exceptionally done ad. It is, it truly like cuts through the noise. It is one of those ads that it makes you immediately think. And you're like, I mean, don't I always stay in a vacation home that's just us? Like, and it's just like one of those brilliant little pieces of product marketing that hones in on that one feature. And you're like, oh yeah, that is exactly what I'm doing. And instead of going the other direction, which is, you know, stay at a home in the Everglades or what are you doing this summer or any of that stuff. So focus on that one feature and makes you think like, yeah, of course, that's like, why wouldn't I do that? And then you kind of think, well, okay, I should probably be looking at Verbos then. Maybe I shouldn't just look at Airbnb or whatever. So it's just that it's that layered, nuanced approach. And, you know, we always talk about like the Jeff Bezos save you a click thing. This doesn't save you a click. It saves you that moment in the app in Airbnb where you have to filter, right? Where you have to filter like, oh, do I want a single family home? Do I want whatever? And it's literally one button press. Like that's all you have to do is say like, I want the home to myself or I forget what the, I forget what the ad is. You could imagine Airbnb coming out with a competitive campaign to this where they just do that exactly that, right? Where they just say, hey, it's one click. But that's what Verbo is going after, is like that exact person who's like, I don't want to share this with anyone. And this is the only platform that just has that. And it's just a brilliant stroke of positioning. And we're going to get way more into that here in a little bit. I think it's the one click factor, but also the fact that you don't have to worry about making sure that you've like searched through options. That is Annika Das, B2B content marketing manager here at Caspian Studios. Like not shared where you'll have the whole house or the whole apartment or whatever you're renting. Because I feel like even if you do click that option on Airbnb, sometimes you're still thinking like, oh, did I actually click it? And I feel like some hosts get real sneaky where they don't really tell you up front or they'll kind of like mess around with the wording and like the summary of the place where it'll totally be shared, but they don't really say that it's a shared space. I've totally booked an Airbnb in New York City before thinking that it was going to be like my own place, like no one else is going to be there. Get it. And like, it's totally fine for a few hours. And like literally at 11 p.m., a whole other family comes in and they're like, we're staying in this room That's across so the hall. awkward. And this was not a shared listing. Like, yeah, and the host was like, oh, it's like all the way here at the bottom of the house rules. And it was like in the most obscure wording ever. Like, No stranger at the dinner table making things awkward or in another room taking up space. It wasn't like this is shared. It was something really odd. So I feel like 
Verbo definitely took that and ran with it to be like, you don't even have to worry about sharing being like an option or a problem. And I also feel like they know their audience really well. Whereas like Airbnb, like I feel like if you're going on friends outings or uh, on like a spring break or something, that's like everyone's go-to, maybe like a younger demographic. But Verbal also has a lot of ads where it's very like family-centric. I remember because I feel like every time I go on YouTube lately in the past few months, I get hit with Verbal ads. But one of them was like, the narrator speaking and it was like a family and like a daughter like by the lake or whatever and he was like when was the last time you saw your daughter like not on her phone and he was like she'll never look at her phone like when you're staying in a verbo or something like that and I was like this is very specific messaging to like families um so I feel like they have that on their side as well they're kind of catering to like a very specific subsect of what Airbnb caters to. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it works on me. That is Colin Stamps, our podcast launch manager here at Caspian Studios and our marketing aficionado. I just did a road trip, cross-country road trip. And the one thing that I didn't want was to share an Airbnb with someone. Like that was like the one thing that I was looking for as I was looking for Airbnbs along the way. I was like, nah, I I don't want a guest room in this person's house. Like, I want my own apartment. You always get the whole home. Not part of it. But the whole upstairs. The whole downstairs. I also think that the the premise of Airbnb from the very beginning of, like, who would rent a room in someone's house, it's like, oh, it turns out, like, it's a $20 billion company, is still core to the foundation of, like, who they are. And will always be core to the foundation of who they are. And it's the exact opposite for like the polar opposite. They don't believe in the same thing, right? They believe in like the vacation home, right? It's not for the quick work trip where you got to get out and you just need a, a room to stay for the night. It's not, you know, rent a, a palace. It's not, you know, go on some crazy experience. It's like, it's so focused on that one singular thing. And that is like personified by this one feature, which is nobody's going to be there but you. And I don't know if they're like, the way that it's run is differently. There's some sort of like difference there. And again, I don't know. I don't necessarily even care. But every Verbo is like very premium in that way where... Because Verbo is different. It's just an overall, generally more predictable experience. But again, that's not what they said. They didn't say a more predictable experience or you always get something great because you might not. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying that some dude is not going to be, you know, microwaving pizza in the same oven as you, right? <laughs> like, that's what they're saying. And like, that's a really easy thing to deliver, right? It's like, you know what you're going to get with Verbo. You don't know what you're going to get with Airbnb. And for some people, that is the delight of going to Airbnb is like, there is a little bit of serendipity there. Whereas like for Verbo, nope, you're not paying for serendipity. One thing I thought was really interesting too, that seemed a little more subtle, but made them stand out too in their ads is one, they're like very carefully crafted 
copy, which is like only your people. And they also do this with the word together in a lot of their ad campaigns, a place for together, for instance, where it's like their ads say a lot by not speaking as much. Like what they show is um, they sort of like explore the concept of complex or non-traditional family structures, like the idea of like chosen family, people of different ethnicities and overall like diversity, like sexual orientation, disabilities, ages, things like that. So they're showing like this whole range of folks who are enjoying their stay at a Verbo home, but they never say like, it's just for families. You know what I mean? It's your people instead, which I think is much broader, much more inclusive, much more welcoming, I think. Yeah, and who made this uh, this campaign? This was co-produced by the Verbo creative team, as well as this ad agency that they started more recently collaborating with, Wyden and Kennedy. And they first started, they launched a Super Bowl pregame ad with them. And this is kind of the follow-up. This could just be my experience, but like, I hadn't really heard of Verbo before. And Annika and I were talking about it. We thought Airbnb was an older, more legacy company, but Verbo started in 1995. They've been around forever. So this almost feels like repositioning because all of a sudden I'm like seeing tons of ads and they are situating themselves as like competitors to Airbnb specifically with this, just like this ad that really like, I feel packs a punch. Like it stands out from all the rest and makes them stand out from Airbnb. One of the things that I've found so interesting as we were researching this is this idea that they were pulling these insights from the people, from their customers, and why they chose Verbo. So this wasn't just sort of like a gut feel of like, hey, we think this is where people are going. This is what they're actually telling them. And Meredith, you have a great quote that illustrates this. Yeah, so Expedia Group's SVP of Global Creative said that the reason they made this specific ad campaign was the new creative campaign spotlights why so many travelers prefer booking their vacations with Verbo, because Verbo guests always get the whole place to themselves. For the campaign, which is called Only Your People, we intentionally featured different destinations and types of vacation homes to show that no matter what type of vacation you're going on or who you're traveling with, staying in Verbo's whole homes is the best way to be together with your loved ones. Obviously, we talk about this pretty much every episode, but sourcing those insights directly from your customers. Always, always, always a best practice to create the best ads, right? Why did you buy? Why are you happy? Why are you sticking with us? Why didn't you go with the other company? Always great insights. I've talked with a bunch of marketers on our show, Dementia Visionaries or other places that all noticed these ads. Like that the way they did them back in 2020, like this is an old company. Like it's, again, Grandma Faison's been on it, been on the sticks, getting ver- verbos for, for 20 years before Airbnb existed, right? Never switched. But our generation is not that. We are Airbnb, right? Verbo is like our parents' tool. But with this new positioning, it is inviting all of us into this thing where the four of us on this call are at an age and at a life situation where we don't want that other stuff. Where I bet if you'd said 10 years ago, Meredith, how much money do you have in your pocket? And it's like, not enough to afford a place where there's not at least one other gal and one guy who are living in other rooms, right? Like, like that's the thing. So it was just 
we were at a different stage in our life back then. And now we're transitioning to this other phase of our lives. And we're like, yeah, when I go on vacation, I want a premium vacation experience if I'm staying at a home and I don't want to deal with all that other BS. And like, they have sort of this only your people ad. Because why would you ever share your vacation home with someone you wouldn't share your vacation with? is so focused on this one key position that is a key pain point for apparently all of us, right? Like That's why it's such a great ad. It's like this one thing made us all think. And the point of positioning is to focus on the one thing that your competitor can't do at this moment in time. So this isn't necessarily a thing that Verbo is going to position on forever and always. And maybe they will, but for right now, right this second, for this summer, if you want to book a vacation home, you can do it with Verbo and you know that it's only your people are going to be there. Or you can book it with Airbnb and you don't know. And that is like their position right this moment. And a great positioning campaign like this allows there to be no wiggle room at all. You cannot get around this. So April Dunford wrote, a book called Obviously Awesome. And it's about how to nail product positioning. And she's like, probably, I don't know, the world's expert on product positioning. And she gives this brilliant example in the book of two companies who will remain nameless that have a virtually identical product. And there's 20 features that each of them have. And if you go down the list, that each of them, the first 19 features are the exact same, right? Is I think it was like their cloud data centers. And so it's like, can you, you know, store a bunch of stuff in there? Yes. Are they, you know, this? Yes, 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 yes. You get all the way to 20. And the one differentiating thing about them, one is open source and the other is not. And so she's like, that's where you position on that thing. And so if you look at the marketing for both those two organizations, one is all about security because they're not the open source one. Everything is secure. Everything is built so that security is in mind, so that you have 100% security. Yeah, it might be a little slower. Yeah, it might not be as feature-ish you know, or like, you know, whatever, but it's going to be secure. And the other one is all about openness. It's about, you know, hey, this is built on open source. This is an open platform and all those things. And that's how they go to market is just based off those positions. Without privacy in your vacation home. It's a full log cabin, guys. It isn't really a vacation. Is it? So if you look, what Verbo is doing is they're positioning around this one feature that they know for a fact that anyone who wants this thing that only they can provide. And it's just such a brilliant way to do it. Because like, as we mentioned, there's a huge population of, I'm guessing that they're targeting probably our generation to use Verbo for the first time, whether it's, you know, young couples, young families, whatever it is that want that thing. And that's where they just went whole hog into probably spending like, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars on these campaigns in like running these ads. And like, it's just brilliantly done. I'll also add that the way that they position it, the wording that they use, I like how they 
use a more relatable scenario instead of like you were mentioning, they could have easily said something about how you, your stay is more predictable using like the industry jargon kind of terms, but instead they just kind of say how it is. When you stay at a Verbo, you always get the whole home. Have the whole vacation home to yourself. I like how they used more of a relatable scenario. And when we think about B2B marketing, a lot of it is focused around like the industry jargon and the buzzwords. And I think there could be something to learn here of maybe you can say the same thing that you're trying to say with buzzwords, but just say in a more relatable scenario type of way. I don't know, Ian, if you've seen anything like that out in the wild, but I just thought of that as I was looking at the messaging here. Yeah, I I think one of the things that's so interesting about using like this idea of like the single feature that like key position that you have versus your competitors is that it feels wasteful. So that's why marketers don't do it because it feels like you're wasting, right? You're like, I'm going to put out an ad to a thousand people that maybe only 250 of them actually care about. Like, aren't I wasting all those other, you know, the 750 other people that are going to do that? And I think that this idea of waste is like super common, but it's not that at all. Like if they click into this, if they believe this to be true, if they believe that this one feature is so important, then you're guaranteed to earn their business. Like if you do all the other things right. And that's just such like an elemental thing that I think that people can do. Yeah. I actually have a great B2B example of like a CRM platform that recognized its audience's pain points, also recognized that the market is saturated with CRM products that are pretty similar to what they're selling and took into case like the jargon that was being used, like what people actually understood and responded to slash wanted to engage with. And they kind of took a jab at a major competitor really creatively via SEO. So when people searched like the biggest competitor of this company in Google, they would pop up like as an ad right under like the Google search results. But the way they framed it, their headline is new CRM alternative that's actually easy to use. So they were taking something that like people, I feel like when people look at CRM platforms, it's like 360 view of like your customers, like empower like your sales teams, like da 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 da. It's a lot of like jargon. It's a lot of like things that are like, okay, but what does this actually mean? And they were just like, straight to the point, this is actually fun to use, easy to use. And they targeted it like for their specific competitor. So I feel like a lot of companies can learn from tactics like that just to creatively stand out in the market, differentiate their brand from competitors, but then also just by kind of understanding that by doing something different, you're creating like a better connection with your customers. If you're just like copycatting what other brands are doing, it's like probably the fastest way to be ignored and turn like your market and product into like a commodity versus like value driven. And when you're like trying to differentiate what your company does, it's just like 
putting your mission out there, putting your strategy out there, capturing your audience's attention, and then also just really understanding how you can um, set the context for the positioning that you're trying to bring to market. In that example, it's really understanding the pain points as well. Like that's so that's so key there. I've looked into CRMs before just to speak to your example. And like everything at the service level looks good. But the one thing that I'm always thinking is how hard is this going to be to set up? So like speaking specifically to that is kind of the point. It's like one of the underlying pain points, but you really have to study the buyer's like thought process to understand that that actually is a super common pain point. Yeah, exactly. Like another headline, they have a ton of these, but another one they used was the best alternative to bloated tools. Again, like taking a job at their competitors, but like directly addressing a pain point with CRM. Uh, And then like to get a little more creative, they were like, are you kidding? Like XYZ CRM platform, only like $33 a month. So I feel like they kind of just took all the pain points and they were like, let's create like messaging for each of these to like stand out from what the other like search results are currently showing up for our competitors. Yeah. Another good one that I love is there was a bunch of tools that had a best of breed campaign that they ran together. And we worked on some of this at Caspian, but it was a bunch of different sort of best in class SaaS tools like Okta and, and Slack and Zoom and Box. And they, we were promoting a lot of this like best of breed technology. And this is sort of an anti-platform play, right? Which is like, you can go buy the platform that has all the stuff and it makes your life easier as the CIO. Or you can give your people what they want. Which is like, let your functional heads get the best tools that they want together. All these tools integrate, all these tools do this stuff. And I love that idea of like, if you want Zoom, if you want Box, if you want whatever, you know that you could have this like best of breed stack and that that is superior to a platform. And it's very much a different way of thinking than sort of like the platform play, which is, hey, this is easier. It's all together, right? Whereas like this is the opposite. Like, yeah, it's not easier, but each of the tools will make your functional heads happier because they get to use what they actually want. And we don't force them what to do. Like, what a brilliant position, right? Like, that speaks to a pain point, which is all of my functional heads are mad that we chose this platform because now they have to switch off of their best of breed tools. And they're like, oh my gosh, we have to switch off this? Like, this is my favorite thing. I use this at every company. This is what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. It's like, now I have to learn this other thing. And now I have to do this. Now I have to do that. That's a huge, huge pain point for a lot of CIOs. And I thought that that was just a really, really smart sort of B2B positioning is like how to do that. Another thing that you see a lot of that is like the way that people say like the number of integrations that they have, like the most integrations on the market or something, or it's like if you have the most of something, if you're the fastest, yeah, that could be a slippery slope because maybe you're not actually the fastest, but if you're claiming to be the fastest and you can show that you're the fastest and that's a key point of your positioning is like that you can actually do something in a certain amount of time that's super valuable to people, especially in a fast-paced, you know, technology business environment. 
Whereas like for other folks, like slower might be a fine position for them. They're like, oh, we're slow. That's okay. But it's because we never make a mistake, right? Zero downtime or whatever. Whereas, yeah, you can go fast, but you're going to have tons of downtime, right? And so those are just some of those things that you see a lot of. And if it matters to you, then it matters to you, right? If zero downtime is what your boss wants, like that's what you're going to be picking, right? If flexibility and freedom is something that you want because you're a growing company and you want to just rip stuff out and throw other stuff in, maybe you want that other tool. And I think that those are some great ways to look at that stuff. Only with Verbo. All right, great stuff, y'all. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Put a little bit more of a rigor into your positioning exercise. Find that feature that you have that none of your competitors do and do some marketing around it and let us know how it works. Thanks so much. Take care. Well, that's it for today. I hope you got some good ideas for your B2B content. Thank you for listening to Remarkable. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. Remarkable is created by the team at Caspian Studios, B2B podcast as a service. Caspian also creates fiction series for B2B companies. So if you want a business thriller, you can learn more at caspianstudios.com. Hollywood style storytelling for B2B. And in today's episode, you heard from myself, Ian Faison, Colin Stamps, our podcast launch manager, Annika Das, B2B content marketing manager, and Meredith O'Neill, senior producer here at Caspian Studios. Remarkable was produced this week by Meredith O'Neill, mixed by Scott Goodrich, and our theme song is Solomon by Falak. Be remarkable and rise above the noise. <laughs>